Yo, what's up, guys? This is your host, Jerry. This week on the show, we have Bonima. He's super talented. So much good music this time. Shout out to Bebe Culture. That's his side project where he's producing Trap Hop, and it's pretty dope. So there'll be a, a link in the description for that. Um, Pretty much just go check out all of his music. It's all fucking dope. Little side story, I went to go see Bass Nectar for his Chicago Spring Gathering. And in the episode, we talk about this song called Black and White. And he mentioned how he might be playing it at some festivals. And he actually played it at the one that I went to. So that was kind of an amazing moment for me because it showed the things I'm doing with the podcast have an effect. Or they are being recognized. But yeah, just letting you guys know, I'm excited and I have more episodes to come. I realized something was fucked up with my mic, so in the next episodes, that won't be a thing. Also, all the songs will be in the description now. I figure might as well just add that. All right, let's do it. I'm going to stop talking, Um, but... uh, Love you guys. Uh, no, seriously, anyone who's supporting, rock on. Welcome back. So let me do a quick preface here. We had a uh, interview before this and something got fucked up and uh, we couldn't use the interview and that's my fault. So I'm just going <laughs> to apologize right now, but you know, we're back at it. I was just going to say the most important thing is being resilient and getting right back to it. And my guy, Bonema, no, <laughs> Bonema, Bonema. Bon- let's just restart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my name's Aaron. Uh, I go by the name of Bonima. I'm from Lake Forest, California. Uh, but yeah, I started producing about a year ago, and I uh, started getting into trap and some uh, producing some bass house. Actually, I haven't released yet, but mainly trap. But yeah, that's kind of where I am now. Dude, I mean that's very impressive considering the quality of your tracks is uh, very high. I've been producing for three years, and I feel like <laughs> I could learn a little bit from you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's just honestly, it takes a lot of consistency, and the fact that I had like a lot of free time because I'm going to community college right now, it really helped because you have to put in like a stupid amount of time to get really good. So what uh what DAW do you use? Uh, Ableton 10 currently, and it's a lot better than 9 because there's an automation mode and uh, some new uh, wavetables and effects, and I really enjoy it. I gotta get my hands on that. I'm kind of a po' boy right now, but <laughs> one day, soon. Yeah, soon. soon. Um, so now that we got that out of the way, I want to ask you, what was your first concert? First concert, I saw 21 Pilots twice in LA when I was about sophomore, junior in high school. And then uh, my first EDM show was uh, Flux Pavilion right out of senior year. And then Dylan Francis and Foster Dramas. And that's like kind of all the people I've seen. No, I saw Abstract actually too. 
And I think about it at the observatory. But who was headlining? I can't remember. <laughs> I've never seen Habstract and being blown. Oh, I saw Res. That's what it was. I saw Res live. Insane, actually. This was just recent. This was six months ago. But yeah, sorry to deviate from the first question. But <laughs> that's all no, the shows man, I've I mean, seen. I haven't gone on a lot. Like, I don't go to a lot of shows. I, don't, I like to save my money. It's funny, though, because your music is so live. Like, I would think that it would be at its best live. Yeah, I know. I've only heard my music once live. <laughs> it was mind-blowing, but yeah. And my goal is just to create as much music as possible, so when I actually get a chance to perform live in front of people that actually want to hear my music, it's going to be, like, mostly my music because I just want to produce as much as possible so I can have a really organic set, just like how Dead Mouse and, like, Bass Nectar do it. yeah. I mean, we mentioned before, I'm going to Bass Nectar, and uh, actually Rez is playing, too, oh, yeah. so I'm excited about that. Yeah, dude, she looks insane live, and the LEDs all match with her goggles and shit. It looks insane. <laughs> it trips you out. Yeah. I feel like, how can she see? I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. Maybe she just looks down at the decks, and maybe just kind of sees... Yeah, same with the Marshmallow. Like, I have no fucking clue how they do it. Funny story about Marshmallow. I had to tell it. Sorry, really quick. I, Marshmallow, I actually was on a film set with him, and he took out his helmet so many times because he hated that thing. So everyone should know that uh, Marshmallow hates his helmet, and uh, any kind of <laughs> helmet-wearing DJing is going to be awful no matter what. He says he gets hot in it all the time. Like, I actually talked to him. So if anyone wants to wear a helmet or goggles when they're performing, man, it's going to be hard. I just feel bad for people that wear masks and stuff when they perform. I just know how hot it gets. And I always get hot in a long sleeve, too, just by performing. And, and it's just it's awful already. So the fact of wearing a mask yeah. and you can't really... It's it's sick, though. It looks sick. But, man, I just feel bad. <laughs> so much sweat. Jumping around like that? I mean, yeah, geez. dude, isn't Marshmallow.com? Yeah. Yeah, he's .com for sure. He's the whitest dude I've ever seen. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but, dude, he has the nicest car that he pulled up in this, like, new Ferrari, like, 2018. It looked like a concept car. Unreal. Damn. Hopefully I won't get in trouble for talking about it, but I've only seen his face. I can't describe it. Like, I, I've only seen him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's already leaked. I mean... Yeah, it's true. It's true. Drums were, uh, Mainly just saturated, to be honest. That kick was just a, a normal, just like low kick. And then what I did was just add a bit warmer on the very, very low end, as low as possible. And it just kind of makes it pop. And it's mainly clip too. And that's just like the clip sound that I like to get with my kicks. You're not clipping it with a saturator. You're just clipping it from Ableton, the actual yeah. track. Through, through, the, through the audio track, it literally just it cl it clips pretty hard. But uh, yeah. in the master, though, it just kind of like makes everything else distorted around the kick. So that's why it just sounds kind of bigger than it is. Oh, 
the lead for the second drop was was a pretty weird lead. It's like from a medicine pluck. He has like a fully little pluck thing, and I just gated it really hard, and then I saturated on the mid end to make it have that weird sound. And then after I, after that, I put a frequency shifter, so that's why it sounds all kind of weird and distorted and pitched up. What's the sample? Oh, uh, oh, the vocal. Yeah. Oh, that is from uh, the Higher Brothers. It's from a uh, Team Supreme like beats you can work on and they give you samples and stuff and there's a bunch of producers to go on it. I was gonna mm -hmm. submit one, but I just used the vocal for this one and I uh, I lowered it and I added some overdrive. Dude, that was crazy. What did Lee think of the uh, end product? Yeah, he liked it. Dude, we finished it in a day. I just sent it to him. It took him like 30 minutes, an hour, then he uploaded to his account the next day and I got yeah good reactions on his account. So yeah, it was it was the quickest collab I've ever made. Like I gave him that second drop, and then he just finished it super quick. Wow, within a day. So what's like a normal time frame for a song? Does it depend? Uh, to, uh, for like a collab or like a original? Uh, a collab. Uh, it probably takes around at least a few weeks for me at least because I like to sit on it when it comes to collabing because there's a lot of different ideas when I put it out there with like other people and I just try to make it as perfect as possible and it's really hard to make it sound really perfect when there's like a lot of ideas on it especially when you collab with like more than two people because i have some collabs with three people where it takes it takes a good amount of like accuracy and precision to make the song sound like a complete full idea like one idea in a way so would you say that the more people you collab with the longer it's going to take yeah oh for sure yeah there's always problems with like people not uh like working on it like in a timely fashion or some guy will take like a month or something but it just is what it is, you know? Like, I have some people I collab with that took, like, months. But, like, I'm not that mad about it. It came out really good. You know, you sometimes you have an idea and you just, like, need to get it out as quick yeah. as possible. Yeah, I've written uh, Black and White, like, the full first uh, drop within about, like, 20, 30 minutes in my school cafeteria really quick. And that's where I felt the most motivated because everyone else is, like, on their laptop doing homework and shit. Like, did not want to do homework. I want to get this idea out before I went to class and kind of give me motivation to finish it. I'll get really pissed off if I don't write a good, good idea and I'll, I'll leave, for, leave my house for the day or something. I'll just be really pissed. I took a outcast acapella. You can kind of hear it. It's like it's in the background of like the intro and I think the second drop. And I just put a vocoder on that and then I gated it pretty hard. So it kind of created these natural transients and it kind of gave it its, its groove when I sidechained pretty hard to the kick and snare. And uh, I added, which is the biggest thing that gave me like that full vocoder sound was that uh, serum effects. Inside serum effects, there's that thing on the filter mode that's called reverb and I put the cutoff to like two o'clock around and messing around with that reverb filter really fills it out like it puts on an insane like EQ I'm not completely sure it's like a filter I don't know what it puts on there but it makes it sound a lot thicker and then just a lot of compression and some reverb to really give it 
a bigger feel, like a live live kind of feel, and some OTT. So what was like Xander's uh, part of this? Uh, it was his second drop. He kind of created, created that swing, and he also created the melody in the very... Uh, beginning of the song like he makes big intros basically and he helped me make that like a uh, little wavy like 80s kind of leads like doo doo I can't really sing it but <laughs> he makes a lot of those melodies and stuff and he definitely built out like the whole build up to the second drop made that full part and a lot of the melodic tones and the uh, effects So I just gave him that like straight first drop and he did all the rest of the work. I just gave him literally like the intro and drop and then he did everything else to it basically. And then I made the third and fourth drop real quick, but then he did other effects on it and kind of made it like a full song basically. So you are actually wearing a Jadu Dala hat right now. Oh repping. yeah, <laughs> repping 24-7. Yeah, I love this hat. That one's definitely my favorite. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Chainsmokers actually reposted it, which like blew my mind. My parents were like freaking out about it because my mom like loves them. <laughs> and she literally <laughs> didn't believe me at first. Like, no, they didn't. And I like, had to look at it. And it was like on oh. New Year's Eve. Uh, it was so funny. And they were just like tripping out, basically. But then uh, Xander's like has a relationship with Bass Nectar, I guess. I didn't even know about this until he sent it to Bass Nectar and then he made an edit of it. And I guess he's going to play it live either like at Bonnaroo or I don't know if he played it live yet. I've just never been to a festival. I don't even know what it's like, to be honest. You'll go. You'll go. You'll probably yeah, just play one, one one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my plan. I don't want to go to any like festivals. I just want to play at them so I get in for free. And you already DJ. You work for a company and you DJ like... Yeah. I do a lot of high school shows and college shows. And the, the high school shows they put on through my uh, production company is like really big too. They have like... They'll have a good amount of... Uh, lights too and it looks like a full full like concert like they'll have a bunch of five hours I don't know if you know what five hours are those like traditional DJ lights with those spot the those fat beams ones? yeah and you get a hazer like those those spot uh, lights that move around like 360 mm. yeah so like when I play shows it feels like I'm actually playing a show not just like a high school show because we put on a pretty big production we have pretty loud speakers too so I definitely love doing that and making money at the same time it's definitely like a rush and I'll test out some of my drops actually I did this before at some high schools to see if they actually like dig it and I play one of my, one of my trap ones that I haven't released yet and they like they all fuck with it <laughs> it's so funny they're all just getting down to them. I'm like oh shit this is crazy but do any of them yeah. know who you are or I've I've had people come up to me after and like got my SoundCloud and like dude you were insane dude I'm like I'm like what song was this and they asked for like a song too and I showed them I was like this is my song <laughs> and they're all blown away yeah it's just it's just funny when you play high schools do you play like a lot of music like hard music um basically what I play is a lot of hip-hop because high schoolers love hip-hop and they love SoundCloud rap too SoundCloud rap has been a huge thing so I'll play oh, okay. like I'll drop X uh, X's music too and they'll go insane or like Lucy Vert or like Trippy Red and stuff, and they'll go nuts. Because a lot of DJs that are older don't play that music that are paid to like do high school dances. Because I've seen really bad right. high school dances happen, 
And that's why I love doing it because I, I get a good reaction every time because I'm like young still with them. So I know mm-hmm. everyone's taste still. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what I mainly play, like hip hop and stuff. And I'll I'll make edits to two to drops, to be like trap drops or bass house. I'll play a lot of trap and bass house, probably like 10, 20% of the time. But mainly it's like hip hop and just like pop, they would know. Mixing it with drops, basically. That's what I do. Gotcha. Yeah. It's definitely fun, though. I enjoy it. Sounds like a, sounds like a cool gig, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Who's someone in the game right now that you like really look up to? Um, and I guess you'd want to collaborate with probably oh, if you look up to them. Uh, <laughs> Blake Skyron. I'm literally obsessed over his music. He literally has made every song he's made, I literally love. Like, I have not had that with an artist before. Like, literally every song he puts out, I'm, I literally think it's a banger. I actually sent him, he actually fucks with black and white and he just uh, DM me like yesterday or was it two days ago? He was two days ago and I sent him some music and he's, he's collabing right now on a project. He just gave me a version back too, which is really sick. And dude, it sounds, I'm really excited about it. It's one of the, probably the most happiest moments like today. Literally I found out he collabed on it and dude, it sounds so sick. I'm so excited. But dude, yeah, that's sick. I mean, you're at the point where you're essentially collabing with like your heroes. I know. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Like, I, see, I can see all of his effects rack and stuff like that. And that's what I love about collabing. You can see what little tricks they do and you just learn from it. It feels good to collab with really good people like that. So your music just progresses in a way. collaboration equals innovation yes i believe collaboration is one probably one of the one of the most important things you can do when it comes to sharing your music and just getting better when i collab i always learn new things like i said what of what other collaborator use like when it comes to like their tricks or like what effects or their samples they use and you get almost like a win-win basically because you get it shared like two different places when you collab with a big artist they get to share it too and then you get heat from it too not saying like money and clout is the only thing that you should be right. focusing on but like it's it's a win-win like you learn and you two people make a banger not just one and it's, you can share like the you know the wealth of it basically you need to um you know pump up your ego a little bit you can't just be like depressed be like well my music sucks and like yeah. you're never gonna do anything you gotta you got it you gotta be confident too. in it because i wasn't confident in music till about like a few months ago where i actually started sharing it to other artists i started making more and more stuff towards the experimental trap genre and it really works out well and people love collaborating when it comes to trap so many people are down to collaborate i'll hit up so many people and it's always like they always say yes and i'm just so surprised like i can't believe they're way bigger than me they said yes but the key is just to be confident and and if you go in their dms or just twitter dm whatever they'll just be confident about it and give them some good music give them a lot of music and it like usually always works for me yeah. But yeah. If it's quality, yeah, man. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, you've gotten to a point where your music is quality and, you know, reaching out. Like, it's a nice little compliment. If someone wants to collaborate with you, 
Yeah. That's a total compliment. Yeah, if, yeah, it feels good, definitely, Like, because you, you realize other people fuck with your music, not just yourself. And it's when you can yeah. really bridge out your, your taste and get really good and get confident. I just think confidence is, like, number one when it comes to music because I didn't show any of my friends any of my music before I wasn't before I was confident. And when I was confident, I shared it more. People were like, wow, yeah, he's confident in his music. He's actually doing it. And people, like, mm-hmm. start to look up to you or, like, you just start to get recognition from it. So yeah, yeah, totally. I want to step back from music just for a second and ask you kind of about some other hobbies. Like, what are you doing when you don't do music? You said you were on set with Marshmallow, and I looked at your Instagram, and it looks like you do a lot of film stuff. Yeah, so I basically uh, freelance uh, film in a way. I go to LA every now and then, and I'll first AC, which is like pull focus, build the camera, and stuff like that. But yeah, I used to have a passion. Uh, for film and back in high school and I made a lot of films with my friends, like short films and music videos and stuff like that. But I kind of use it as like a tool belt now basically to make music videos just for like my rap project I'm doing with the Beba culture. All those music videos are like shot by me and my friend Calum that, cause we have like learned prior experience to do film back in high school. So it definitely helps. And it's just like a side job too. Like I'll get paid like a good amount of money just to go to LA and pull focus and build the camera. I guess let me digress for one second. So you have a group called Bebe The Culture. Bebe Culture, yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of a joke at first, but yeah, it's mm. just like our, me me and my friend Calm, we uh, made it probably, I think like five months ago, we made one song, we posted it. It got pretty good reaction. People told us to like do more. So we just kept being consistent about it with our music videos too. And we're just growing now. So we're pretty motivated to keep, keep going at it. You ever get uh, discouraged by just like how many people are trying to do it? Oh yeah, I will see a lot of good producers like in the same realm as my genre too. I'll get a little unmotivated, but at the same time, like when I hear a really good song, it makes me want to make a banger like right now. Because like this guy made someone heat, I want to make someone heat right now, or even more heat than that. Like it, it, it motivates me in a way to hear good music and inspires you too. It kind of gets yeah. me out of like creative blocks too in a way. Not by taking the <laughs> yeah, idea, like but like yeah, something. just to think outside the box. Like yeah. Do you uh, are you a competitive person? Um, when it comes to playing like video games and stuff like that, yeah, I'm very competitive <laughs> when it comes to, like Wii Sports, especially Call yeah. of Duty Black Ops. Those are the two gotcha. games I'm very competitive at. But when it comes to music, it's kind of just like a I don't know, it's a loving thing. Like when people produce, you help each other out, you collab with each other. It's all positive, basically. That's why I like music so much because I collab with other people. I get tips from people. You can send your music anywhere and get like good feedback from it. Yeah, like, and music yeah. is universal. Anyone, like, if someone heard a song, like, I, sometimes I listen to K-pop just to, like, check yeah. it out and see yeah. what it is. And some of it's a little bit, uh, like, annoying. But mm-hmm. I don't know what they're saying, but I can still dig the music, you know? You, oh, yeah, I'm into can... K-pop, too. They, they had some, like, trappy K-pop recently I've, I've seen, and it's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Their music videos are high budget. Oh, they're insane.
So this song is, it's by Ski Mask. It's called Baby Wipe. And then this is yours and Chaka's remix. Me and Chaka kind of yeah, ripped on that. We, we made a lot of drops. I think we made that in like a day and a half, too. That one was a really quick one, too. We were just collabing on wow. in the studio. And, and Chaka, I brought him that. You know him. Like, you can go meet up with him and make a beat together in the same room, right? Yeah. He, yeah, he's probably one of my favorite guys I, I can collab with in real life. And when you're in the studio together, it, it helps so much more than collabing online because you actually can talk through your ideas and stuff. Okay, gotcha. So which, what was you and what was him? I mean, I know that you guys kind of have a relationship with making music, so uh-huh. was there anything that was specifically you? That, the first, like, melody, that was me, and he mm-hmm. did uh, a lot of, like, the kick and stuff, and okay. I, basically the master kind of beefed everything up. I like to master pretty loud to make it sound pretty insane, but uh, a lot of the wubs and, like, uh, what do you call it, the melodic parts, like, in the intro and stuff, like those little grooves with those toms and stuff were all Chaka. He likes to do a lot of melodic and, I don't know what you call it, a lot of percussion grooves, basically. vocals kind of helped carry the whole track together and I used uh, the simple delay uh, method basically like Quicks does it uh, where you make it sound like really spacey and echoey but you put it on like 20 millisecond delay and some dry and wet and feedback and then some frequency shifter on the uh, the vocal when there's different drops so I just go lower and higher but uh, you gotta make sure to take out the low end because it, it will beef up the low end when you when you frequency shift lower Let's talk about the mastering a little bit. Like, what's your general process of mastering? Um, I use Valentine's Master Chain primarily, and that just takes out uh, mm-hmm. the low end off the stereo field because if you have low end on the stereo field, it just kind of adds more noise and it sounds more muddier. And mastering's hard. Like, I don't understand mastering to the complete extent, but this one was pretty like hard on the compression, though. I gotta say, I didn't do like the best job. Like, I, my other songs sound cleaner now, but like, yeah. There was just a lot going on. I kind of just compressed a little too hard. But other than that, that's kind of all I did to it. It yeah. comes to mastering. Gotcha. Well, dude, I mean, I think it sounded pretty good. Yeah, your other songs do sound a little bit more polished. But Yeah, I mean, it just happens when, like, you add a lot of things. So that song had, like, a lot of tra- tracks. 
Uh, and it's sometimes just really hard to mix in. You got to mix every little small detail. But if you mm. have a really simple project file, like black and white, was pretty simple when it comes to the the groups and stuff. There's not many of them, and that just makes it way easier for the mix to sound cleaner when there's less things. I think. Yeah. yeah. How many uh, How many tracks are you n- averaging? Uh, for a song, uh, I guess around thirty plus. But uh, what was it? Uh, one of my tracks, heavy metal, had like. 70 or 60 or something like that it was a lot as you can just tell there's like a lot more detail in it when it comes to effects and stuff i like to put everything on its own track so it just really adds up yeah it's just more more tracks more problem basically i mean i think it's whatever you got to do to get the track done honestly yeah but yeah when it's less tracks it's just less of a headache it's less to do I found out Ricky Son uh, actually uses only like 10 tracks on some of his songs. And cause as, cause I guess uh, one of my friends knows a producer that works with them and he says he only has like 10, nine tracks. And that's how his mixes sound so clean. Cause he can just lower a little part of it. And then just, it's just very easy to mix it. And it's just going to sound overall cleaner. Cause there's less sounds to deal with when it comes mm-hmm. to like sound clashing EQ. How organized are you when you're producing? I'm pretty organized when it comes to collabing, but if I have like a solo thing, I usually uh, do whatever I want. <laughs> like there's tracks kind of everywhere. And then I, I organize it then. Cause when you want to like get an idea, you don't really have time to like organize all the time. And I just kind of mm-hmm. spew all my ideas at once. And I've seen a lot of collab collabs happen that way. Like where someone just adds a few tracks, doesn't even organize it. And I don't really care that much cause they're just getting an idea down as fast as possible. But it is yeah. definitely good to, to organize cause it will save you time. If you could see like the most ideal version of yourself in the future, let's just say like five years in the future. I'd envision myself probably playing festival shows, probably about my biggest dream to mm-hmm. be playing festivals and collabing with a lot of big artists when it comes to like R&B. Like my secret passion is to create really chill R&B because I'm still working on it. It's really hard. Uh, and to collab with like, I love Roy Woods and Vince Staples too, like rappers and stuff like that. I would love to collab with. And that's just kind of my biggest dream because when you produce, when you just become like an all genre producer, you can meet anyone you want to meet. And that's just kind of my dream to meet all these big people and really work with them and work with as many people as possible in the studio. And it can help you really grow too, not by just limiting yourself to, to producing one genre. I just want to open myself up, produce other genres. Because when you become a producer, you become pretty well versatile in the, the DAW you use. And you can really push yourself to make any genre you want because you know the fundamentals in a way, like arrangement and just making other instruments. But it just takes a lot more work to really get into another genre. But like, it's definitely going to, it'll be worth it. I'm excited to put this one out, man. Yeah, Um, same here. I want to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, peace out, everybody. Um, Do you have any... Well, before I say peace. (laughs) Do you have any plugs or anything that you want to just put out in the open? Anything in the future coming up that you're uh, excited about? Want to tell people about? 
go keep an eye out on Jadu because uh, I will definitely be releasing more tracks there and uh, check out the Beba culture <laughs> if you like uh, trap rap because I rap sometimes and also check out Blake Skyron because he gave me most of my sound honestly like I, I dedicate a lot of my sound towards him because I use a lot of his samples and, and a lot of influence from him to be honest alright for sure man well thanks again